Hi, I'm Alex Rubin, and you're listening to Grace to Your World, a teaching ministry focused on providing an understanding of God's grace, which will empower you to change your world and live the overcoming life. Now, to find out more about our ministry and to access other free resources, simply head to alexrubinministries.org. And with that being said, let's get into today's teaching. Now, look at this here. I want you to see something here in the book of Colossians, uh, chapter 1. And let's just uh, start in verse 3. I'm going to start reading in verse 3. Uh, he says this, he says, We give thanks to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, praying always for you. This is the Apostle Paul uh, writing to the uh, Colossian church. And he says this, he says, Since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus, and so watch this, he's giving thanks for them, because not because of their works. <laughs> he's giving thanks because of their faith in Christ Jesus. And so... He says, since we heard of your faith in Christ Jesus, and so they had been born again, they believed on, on the Lord, and of the love which you have to all the saints. That's the fruit that comes out of believing on Jesus. Oftentimes the fruit of the law is, is self-righteousness because the law keeps you centered on yourself. The fruit of believing on Jesus is, is love. In other words, as I said, you believing on him means you're receiving the love he has for you as you receive his love, man, you're just going to ultimately find that love flowing out of you. You're going to find that love uh, touching the people uh, you come into contact with. And so he says, the love which you have to all the saints, watch verse 5. He says, for the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, whereof you have heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel, verse 6, which has come unto you, this word of the truth of the gospel, is come unto you as it is in all the world, and it bringeth forth fruit. How many know the word brings forth fruit, amen? As it doeth also in you since the day you heard of it, and, and this is what I want you to see, knew the grace of God in truth. Friends, there's something called the grace of God in truth. You see, a person may have a, uh, some understanding of the grace of God, but they may not necessarily know uh, the grace of God in, in truth. In fact, uh, anybody who says, well, grace is going to give me a license to sin, uh, that person doesn't know the grace of God in truth. Now, what is the grace of God in truth? Well, the grace of God in truth is, is if you look here, the word of the truth of the gospel, but again, uh, this is not talking about a, an intellectual thing. No, it's talking about a person. It's talking about Jesus. Amen? And so, the grace of God in truth is Jesus. Praise God. And so, what am I saying? I'm saying this. I'm saying that we can never separate grace from Jesus, and watch this, from his finished works at Calvary. And so, simply put, friends, the grace of God, grace, preaching grace, when you preach grace correctly, grace does not cause the believer to sin. Why? Because the grace of God, in truth, actually reveals that the penalty for our sins was paid for in full by the precious blood of Jesus. Praise God. How many are glad about that? And so watch this. You're going to see that this new covenant is all about the heart. It's all about the heart, you see, because when you know the price that was paid for us, in other words, you know, it's not like 
were under grace because God all of a sudden changed his mind about sin. No, friends, God is holy. And, 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 and God is holy. He didn't change his mind about sin, but the reason that sin is a non-issue in the life of the believer, the reason that when you mess up and fall short, God is not mad at you. God is not, you know, you're not suddenly under the wrath of God. No. But the reason for that, friends, is not because God changed his mind about sin. The reason for that is that Jesus took care of our sin 2,000 years ago. And remember, you are now becoming aware and, and remembering that the reason that Jesus did what he did was because he loved us. And so, when we know the price that was paid for us, for our sins, and, and, and when we understand this indescribable love that God has for us, I really pray, guys, that, that you catch a revelation of the love of God. Sometimes I, I think that might be what's missing in a lot of places, in a, in a lot of believers, is you know, you're so focused on performing, you're so focused on, on the stuff you think you gotta do to please God, that you forget that the Bible said that God is love. God is love. Not only is he love, he's perfect love. And so when you see this, when you receive this love of God through Jesus, I indicated this earlier, it connects you on a heart level to Jesus when you're connected on a heart level. And I say heart level because I want you to catch. It's not just you mentally agreeing or mentally believing. No, it's, 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 it's you letting him into your heart. It's all about the heart. Now, when this happens, you're connected to Jesus on the heart level. Now, Jesus, through the Holy Spirit, is at work in you. Now the Spirit of grace is imparting that grace. Now the Spirit of grace is teaching you. How? By changing you. And really what he's doing is he is, he is molding and shaping you into who God has called you to be. And so grace sets us free. It sets us free from the law, but it doesn't set us free to sin. No, friends, grace sets you free to be who God's called you to be. Grace sets you free to operate in your authority as a born-again believer. Grace sets you free to prosper. Grace sets you free to receive the healing that Jesus has already uh, provided for you. Uh, turn with me to uh, the book of Proverbs, chapter 4, verse 23. Proverbs 4, 23, because now I want us to see that this new covenant, friends, is all about the heart. God is, he's after your heart. And I want you to see why God is after your heart. Uh, Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23. Because remember now, grace is, is working in you. Grace is changing your heart. Once you let Jesus in, he's going to change your heart. Amen. Now look at Proverbs 4, 23. He says, he says this about the heart. He says, keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. Out of the heart are the issues of of life. And so God is after your heart. Well, one, because God wants to have fellowship with you. Because God loves you, he wants your heart. And God is after your heart because 
the issues of, of life come out of the heart. What does that mean? It means that ultimately whatever is going on in a person's life, it can be traced back to what's in that person's heart. Now obviously I'm, when I'm saying heart, I'm not talking about your uh, uh, physical organ, amen. Now when we talk about the heart, uh, what we're talking about is, is really the very, the, the core and the center of a person. How many know what you are is a spirit, man is a spirit being, man possesses a soul, man lives in a physical body. Your, your, your soul is your mental emotional realm, your mind, your will, and your emotions. Uh, your, your soul is not who you are, your spirit is who you are, you have a soul, and your body is this earth suit. Now, the heart is really your spirit and soul combination. The heart is really the totality of your inner man. And so the heart is the very core and the very center of who you are. And the Bible says that the issues of life come out of the heart. Now, this does not mean that whatever is going on around you, you know, oh, Alex, there's something bad that happened over there. Oh, I, I guess it must have been something that was in my heart. Oh, no, what, what was that me? No, I'm not talking about stuff like that, no. What I'm saying is this, is, is that when there's a persistent issue in your life, it's good to begin to ask yourself, what's in my heart that's making me available to that issue? And this is how grace teaches you. See, the law can't do that. You see, the law can give you a set of principles uh, to follow. The law can say, do this and then that. But the law does not address the heart. You see, the, all, all the law does, remember, friends, that the reason God gave the law to Israel was, was to show them their need for a savior. The law was never meant to save anybody, and so all the law can do is show you what's wrong, but the law does nothing to fix what is wrong. See, to fix what is wrong, you gotta let Jesus into your heart, because it's a hard issue. Everybody say it's a hard issue. And so, if there's a pers persistent thing going on in your life, it's a good thing to ask yourself, what's going on in my heart? I, I used last time this as an example, uh, an issue going on in somebody's marriage, you know. Well, the law can tell you what to do, but it can't fix that issue. Even if you just live by the letter, and living by the letter also means, you know, you're, you're looking to the word, but you only just have a, a mental understanding of the word without really letting the spirit make it real to you. And so the word can say, you know, you can look at what the Word says about marriage and you can intellectually uh, understand all that it says about marriage and try to do that, try to perform that, and yet it still might not fix the issue. Why? Because you need the Spirit of Grace to show you. Now, the Spirit of Grace still teaches you through the Word, but He'll show you how to apply the Word. In other words, the Spirit of Grace, when you let Jesus into your heart, Man, this is so powerful. What he does is he will, he will bring light into the darkened places in your heart. And so what he might do is he might show you that all that's required for you to, to, to fix this issue in your marriage is, is not you trying to work harder to, to, to follow the word, what the word says, even though the spirit will never lead you away from the word, but he might show you that, man, all this is about is really just that you got to stop, you got to quit being self-centered. <laughs> Amen. You know, really, uh, a lot of the issues that happen in, in where marriages are concerned is, is because a person is more focused on themselves than they are on the other person. Marriage is not about you. <laughs> this is radical. Marriage, it's not about you. 
No, it's about you giving yourself to, to the other person. It's about you loving that other person unconditionally. And so the, the, the Spirit of Grace can now show you that in your heart, and, and he can help you address that in your heart. And so not only will he show you what's, in, what's going on in your heart, no, if you let him, he, he requires your cooperation. This doesn't happen by itself. You need to cooperate with him. But if you let him, he's going to fix what's going on. And so perhaps all you got to do is, is just to go to your spouse and say, you know, I'm sorry, I, I was uh, a little too self-centered. And, and, you know, the Holy Spirit will help you. The Holy Spirit helps you with your marriage. The Holy Spirit helps you uh, where your finances are concerned. And so you got to let him in so that he can transform your heart. Because again, the Bible says the issues of life come out of the heart. Now that word issues is also translated, it also means uh, springs. The springs of life come out of the heart. Another translation says the forces of life come out of the heart. Uh, it's, it's literally uh, like it's, it's flowing out of a person's heart. And so life is literally uh, flowing out of my heart. It's very empowering to see that, that what's going on in my life, it's flowing out of my heart. And so what God needs me to do is he needs, he needs me to let him into my heart so that he can be what flows out. <laughs> Are you guys catching this? You see, the Lord showed me the reason this is going to be a year of exceeding glory for us is, is because it's going to be all about him transforming our hearts. <laughs> you see, exceeding glory, remember, is, is when the glory of God shows up as your life. The goodness of God shows up as, as your life. Why? so you can be an instrument for his goodness. So you can be a channel for his goodness. You can be an instrument of his love. You can be an instrument of his grace. You can be an instrument for his healing. Uh, you can be an instrument of his pr prosperity. Well, now the Lord showed me the way this is gonna happen is keep your attention on Jesus. I said at the beginning of this year that this year we wanna keep our attention on him. Don't get distracted with what's going on in the world. No, keep your attention on him. When your attention is on him, he now transforms your heart. And, 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 and this exceeding glory is going to show up because of, of this heart transformation that shows up in your life. And so this shows us now the, 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 the role that principles play in the Christian life. Somebody says, Alex, are we still confessing the word? Are we no longer uh, uh, teaching faith? No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. You see, grace and faith don't exclude each other, they go together. The Bible says it is by faith that it might be by grace, and so we're not saying we throw away confessing the word. We're not saying we're not doing nothing anymore. Uh, we're still operating in our authority, amen? But the role of these things that we do have changed. Remember I said works are still involved, but it's works of faith that are born out of your faith in Jesus. And so, watch this, under, the, under this covenant of grace, the reason we confess the word is not to try to get God to do it. No, the reason we confess the word of God is because we believe Jesus already did it, and us confessing the word is really not for God's sake. No, us confessing the word is for our sake. Why? Because us confessing the word is, is the purpose of that is so we can get the word into our heart. You see, when the word is in our heart, well, then it's going to manifest in our lives. And so we have what we say because what we say is, is what's in our heart. 
uh, uh, Jesus said, uh, a good man out of the good treasure of his heart bringeth forth that which is good. He said, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. And so you have what you say. Why? Because what you say is what's in your heart. And so in the same way, the way you get something into your heart is to keep saying it. And so you're confessing the word because you want to get that word into your heart. And so what I'm saying is this. Principles are important. The principles of faith are important. But may we never become so principle-oriented that we forget all about the person. Friends, may our starting point always be Jesus loves me. And because, of, because he loves me, what I need is available. And so he says, keep your heart, guard your heart. Well, guarding the heart really is this. Guarding the heart is you're guarding your, your faith and your belief that Jesus loves me. And somebody says, Alex, some, there's some pretty serious stuff going on in my life. I, I'm, trying to find, I'm trying to figure out where God is in this. No, friend, you guarding the heart is in the midst of what's going on in your life, in the midst in the midst of the darkness that you're facing, you guarding the heart as you hold on to your conviction, Jesus loves me. Jesus loves me. Amen. That's how you guard the heart. And so guarding the heart now includes that you might confess the word a bit. We, we, we might confess the word now. We, we meditate the word, not because we're trying to get God to do anything, but because we're guarding the heart we're guarding our, our, our faith in Jesus. We are guarding our belief that he's already done what he needed to do. The blessing is available. He's not holding out on us. And we're guarding that heart. We're, we're confessing the word so he can work in us and he can transform us from the inside out. So friends, I, I pray that you are getting something out of this. I really pray, man, that you get a hold of this. This is powerful. And so... Under this new covenant of grace, it's always about us. It's always about us being uh, available to, to what, what Jesus has already done. Uh, turn with me uh, over, look with me over here in uh, the book of uh, Philippians. And my time is almost gone. I don't know how that happened. Uh, I'm like maybe halfway through my sermon here, but <laughs> praise God. Um, <laughs> and so in, in, in the time we have left, I want to just kind of focus in a little bit more about, on how this works. And we'll just pick up next week. Um, the book of Philippians, chapter 2, verse 13. I'm going to show you this in the New Living Translation. But so what I want to encourage you to do is really just remember, it's all about, under this new covenant, it's about your heart. New covenant ministry is about the heart. It's about you... Uh, just letting the Spirit of Grace transform your heart, understanding that's how He teaches you. Somebody says, Alex, what do we do when we fall short? What do we do uh, when we fall into sin? Friend, you just keep, you keep guarding your heart. You know, you, this is what, what Satan would love, is, is that you, know, you, you do really well, and performance-based religion will do this to a person. You, know, you do really well, you make a mistake, you know, maybe... Uh, whatever it is, maybe uh, you know you, you hadn't watched porn in a in, in in like two months. You were doing so well, and man, you fell back into that. Whatever the sin is, now Satan's going to try to get on that. He's going to try to accuse you. But what do you do? You say, Lord, I, I know what I did. I shouldn't have done that. It was it was kind of stupid. Um, <laughs> amen. And uh, you'll find really that when he's working in you, the satisfaction that that sin 
used to bring is gone anyway. You know, people say uh, you're giving a person license to sin. And honestly, man, what I'm thinking to myself is, man, why would somebody want to sin? Why would somebody want to sin? <laughs> you know, one of the greatest deceptions of the enemy, the Bible talks about the deceitfulness of sin. Uh, one of his greatest deceptions is, is that sin is a good thing. Sin is not a good thing. No, man, sin is going to mess up your life. Man, sin messes up your relationships. Uh, sin gives the enemy access to your body so he can put sickness on you. Uh, sin will mess you up. There's nothing good about sin. And so uh, the reason a person would want to sin is, is because they don't understand who they are in Christ. And so, uh, and man, if you're listening to me, if there's anybody listening uh, and, and thinks, well, pastor, I, I really think you're giving, me a, you're giving me license to sin. You're saying God's okay with me if I sin. Man, if you can hear me say all that I'm saying today, and that's still what you're thinking, man, you got to get born again. No, I'm serious. You know, that, that, most likely that person is not born again. Most likely you have not received him. Because when you receive him, when he gets into your heart, and you understand what he did for you, that doesn't make you want to go and live in sin. And so I'm really, you know, I really feel this, this, this burden from the Lord to, to show you this and to really show you that sin, excuse me, that grace does not cause a person to sin more. Grace will cause a person to, to sin less. Uh, look at Philippians chapter 2, verse 13. I'll read this in the New Living Translation. Uh, I love this. This is awesome. New Living Translation. Philippians ch uh, chapter 2, verse 13 says, says this. He says, for God is working in you. God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases Him. Praise God. God is working in you. Everybody say, God is working in me. Now, God is working in you through the Holy Spirit. Whenever the Bible talks about God working in you or Christ being in you, He's talking about the Spirit. Because, of course, we understand it's one God, not three gods. One God uh, functioning as Father, one God functioning as the Son, one God functioning as the Holy Spirit. And so all the work that, the, that, that God is doing on the inside of the believer, he does that work through the Spirit, through the Spirit of grace. And so this is how grace teaches you. Grace is teaching you because God's working in you. Grace is not teaching you by giving you a new list of things to do. No, grace is teaching you because God himself is at work on the inside of you. And what is he doing? He's giving you the desire, praise God. And he's not only giving you the desire, he's giving you the power to do what pleases him. The word power here means ability. He makes it possible for you to live right. You see, the whole purpose of the law was to show the fallen man, was to show uh, the unregenerate uh, man uh, that they can't uh, live right with God. They don't have the capacity. Uh, you, I, we didn't have the capacity before we got born again uh, to live right. And so it really takes God coming on the inside of us. Praise God. It, come, it takes the Holy Ghost. It takes the Spirit of grace, man, taking up residence on the inside of you. And when he does that, that's when he gives you the power and, and the ability, the, 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 the desire and the power uh, uh, to do what is pleasing to God. Now, this is grace. This is the work of the, of the Spirit of grace in us. 
So he's taking away those old desires. He's giving us new desires. He's giving us the ability to, to do what we couldn't do in our own self. And, and, and man, all it requires on our, on our part is, is putting our trust in him, putting our faith in him. Hey guys, thanks so much for joining me today. I'm Alex Rubit. You have been listening to Grace to Your World. To learn more about our ministry and to access the full-length audios of this and other teachings, simply head to alexrubitministries.org. For information on how to become a Grace Vision partner or to make a gift of any amount to our ministry, go to alexrubitministries.org forward slash give. Now I pray you continue to see God's grace manifesting richly in your life. I look forward to talking to you again on our next podcast.